It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And that this song impresses you for all that you did for me. I just want to get next to you. And I seen the way that you took the cross for me. You took my sins. You got up there and you took the loss for me. And I just want to thank you with every little bit in me. I mean it. I ain't just blowing smoke like a chimney. I have no life without you. I trust you. I'll never doubt you. You showed me your grace and mercy. God, you're beyond worthy of all the praise and worship. God, I'm needing you. I'm begging. Yes, I'm pleasing you. I'm praying that I'm pleasing you. I just want to serve you. Yes, in any way I can. For Jesus, I only stand. See me as a righteous man of God. So please, our bar God, cleanse me of everything that's not like you. I want to be just like you, my daddy. This world ain't got nothing to offer me. You satisfy me. I surrender fully. I give you all of me. Yes. Jesus, you're my everything. You save me and erase my pain. Jesus, you're my Jesus Christ, you're my everything, yes. Jesus, you're my everything. You save me and erase my pain. Jesus, you're my everything. You are my everything. Please believe in that. I'm 
like a word in a dictionary when I say that I love you cause I mean that you are my father you taught me how to walk on water in the midst of the storms knowing that I can't be bothered because your love is holding me keeping me molding me perfecting me the Holy Spirit he brings out the best in me yes you erase the stress and all the pain in me erase the fornicating and all the sin you made the change in me Jesus I never knew the power of the love you have saving me maturing my brother saving my mom and dad without you there's no way that i'm making it you built this regardless of the test lord i'm taking it you are my shining light you gave me the gift of jesus christ through him yes you blessed me with eternal life yes eternal life so with eternal life it keeps me at peace even if it's meant for me to die tonight jesus you're my everything you saved me and erased my pain jesus you're my Jesus Christ, you're my everything, yes. Jesus, you're my everything. You saved me and erased my pain. Jesus, you're my that that day you saved me you heard my cry in the bed you rocked me like a baby it was august the 28th at 229 in the morning on the school campus in the dorm and i couldn't hold that weight that was upon me but see you came and got next to me you came and you rescued me my savior my lord jesus christ it feels so right having you as my tissue whenever there's some tears to wipe you turn my dark to bright you change my wrong to right our relationships deeper than spandex we're more than tight <laughs> you're in the father he's in you you're in me and i'm in you there's nothing that we can't make it through because you're all power and control of everything the maker of the world creator of boy and girl you are before and after i pray you let me serve you on this earth till jesus comes the day of the rapture jesus you're my everything you save me and erase my pain jesus you're my Christ, you're my everything, yes. Jesus, you're my everything. You saved me and erased my pain. Jesus, you're my Listening to For A More Radio, your power station with powerful teachings from the Word of God. You are tuned into the Word with Overseer Jay. You Evans are listening for to For A More Radio, your power station with powerful teachings Here from the is your host. Okay, you have me tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in with me tonight. It's a blessing and a privilege to be with you tonight, giving glory to God. Our Father, amen, for the blessings of the Lord. Uh, I thank God that I'm with you again on this Wednesday night. It's a blessing to be with you. Praise the name of the Lord. We're getting closer and closer to the day of Pentecost. That's, that's when the power of God came. I mentioned last week on the 12th that we it was uh, actually 16 days uh, from uh, that date. At that the I think it's the 22nd. I don't have my calendar with me. I think it's the 22nd. 
of this month, which which represent uh, Pentecost. That's when the power of God came. Amen. That's when the victory came. I want to say thank you guys for tuning in with me. Uh, all those who all over the land, praise God, who's checking in this message and previous message that, uh, you know, you can listen at me on demand um, and live if you want to chat. I don't do much chatting, but I will recognize you if you listen to this message on demand and you want to uh, put something in in the chat, you can do so. And, you know, I appreciate that. Praise God. None of that one hearing will not do you. The Bible tells us faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing <laughs> by the word of God. Not having heard what you heard yesterday, it's not the same as what you need to hear today. You need a fresh word and you need every day to get up and thank God that uh, he's given you another opportunity to be a witness. And those who have not given their life to Christ, he's given you another chance. Because now it's closer than when we first believed that the coming of the Lord is at hand. I want to talk to you tonight. Uh, probably still piggyback just a little bit of what I've been talking about. But a little bit different. Praise God. This is, I'm asked a question. Who is the enemy? Praise God. That's a good question. Who is the enemy? Uh, and we're going to kind of go into that, into that to know who is your enemy. Um, is it black? Is it white? Is it yellow or red? You know, American Indian? Is it Asian? Um, is it male or female? Is, is uh, uh, anyone from the LGBTQ community? Is it the Republicans? Is it the Democrats? Um, is it Russia? Is it China? Uh, is it North Korea? Who is the enemy? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And the description of this message is the, the falling away from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say that one more time. The falling away from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're in a three-dimensional world. We we see and we in time and we deal with space and we deal with what we see with our natural eyes, our five senses. You can see it, you can hear it, you can smell it, you can taste it, you can touch it. And that's how we communicate in this world. But there's another world. There's a spiritual realm that we do not see. That's where God and all the principalities are located. God is the creator of the universe. God the Father is the creator of the universe. He created Adam and Eve in his own image and his likeness. In the likeness of him, created he them male and female. Created he them. And God gave them dominion over everything that creeped upon the earth. And they failed miserably. But there was a bloodline that God used over the centuries that he himself could take upon man 
and be born of a virgin woman, a virgin girl, and come into the world as a human, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, the incarnated God became a the incarnation. That means he was God became a man, and he redeemed us back into his hand. There was some God had put angels and um, beings in charge of certain areas. Fallen angels wanted to overpower God. And now they occupy the atmosphere heaven. Around this earth, there's a demonic force, demons, unclean spirits, all around the earth. You remember Jesus in the wilderness. Satan, the scripture said, Satan said unto him, If you be the Son of God, command these stones to be turned to bread. After you have fasted for forty days and forty nights, no water, no food. And Jesus said, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He took him a little higher and showed him all the power, all the authority. All the government, all the power. Can you imagine this being is talking to God? God owned everything. And he said one word. He said, I will give it to you as it has been delivered unto me. God didn't give it to him. God gave Adam the authority. And Adam committed high treason and bowed the knee to that being in the garden. We say Satan. But it was an unclean demonic spirit. Wasn't necessarily a snake, but it could have been used as a representative. So here now God in the get Authority back in the hand of man through himself. The power of God given back. Now, when Jesus came off, see, he was led in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And but when he came out, see, he was led in the, in the wilderness, the, the, the devil territory. Led in the wilderness. And when he came out, he came out in the power of the Spirit. Go up, come back in power, and then pre and preach a sermon that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me to preach the gospel. And from that moment on, he showed his power and his authority by casting out demonic demons and demonic spirits. Never had been before indicating that the spirits now is subject unto the Son of Man, the Son of God. And not only that, he gave his disciples, 70 of them, in groups of two, 
35. And he and told them to go out and preach the gospel in Luke chapter 10. And when they came back, they said, Lord, even the devils, the devils, the demons, were subject unto us through thy name. And Jesus said, Rejoice not because the devils were subject unto you through my name, but rejoice because your name is written in heaven. I seen Satan fall as lightning from the earth, from heaven, like lightning. He said, I give unto you power, authority, dunamite, power and authority over serpents, demonic demons, and scorpions over demonic demons, and over all the power of the enemy. And by no means anything will hurt you. Now, we think of hurt naturally, but it's a spiritual hurt. You can't damage you. You can touch the body, but you can't touch my spirit. Uh, we, but we, we walk by sight most of the time and not by faith. And, and, and we see things in the natural, and, we, and most uh, people and Christians are walking by what they can get and what they have. It's not about that. Now, as I was looking at this message, it always happened to me when I started thinking, and 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 I'm be sitting in the in the studio, prepping, getting ready, been reading and studying, and now I'm going to say this. Don't know how. You may take it, but Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 16, there was a woman, a young girl, a spirit of divination, who bought her masters much gain. She kept following Paul and Silas and Timothy and all of his evangelist team around in Ephesus. No, Philippi, excuse me, Philippi. And for many days. How many days? Many days. And it began to trouble Paul. Let me read, let me go over to that particular passage of scripture. For your hearing. Because see. A lot of folk. Get to the point where they think that. Just because they are saved. They can just take power over, the, over Satan. And command him to. Do this and loose and bind. I bind you, Satan. I cast you out, Satan. Even, even Michael, the archangel, said in Jude, the Lord rebuke thee. But we have a tendency to think that we can bind and we can loose and we can cast Satan back to hell and we can do all these things. Isn't that something? We can't even live saved without Jesus Christ. We, we, we can't even overcome supple stuff. But we want to take authority over demonic demons. It says here, let me find it. Uh, 16th and 16th. Now it happened as we went to prayer. That's a blessing. That a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who bought her master much her masters, plural, 
much gain by fortune telling. New King James translation. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. And that was true. Who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And that was true. And this she did for many, how many? Many days. It didn't happen the first day. And it maybe didn't happen the second day. Or how many? It was many days. And, and what we get to the point where as something happened just right a minute and we want to bind and loose and cast out. But this happened to Apostle Paul for many days. Oh, now, I, 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 what Paul was doing, I, I don't know about you, but that kind of power didn't don't demonstrate in my life that was happening to Apostle Paul. I don't know about you, but you you may you may have that kind of power and authority. I I, I don't know. You can believe and say what you want to say. Doesn't really happen just because you said it. Well, let me get back to what I was saying. And this she did many days. But Paul greatly annoyed. All of us, he because this woman was interfering with ministry, interfering with his preaching and teaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. Paul was greatly, not a little bit, but greatly annoyed. He turned and said to the spirit. He didn't say to the woman or the young girl, but he said to the spirit. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. It, see, it didn't happen. Paul didn't do that automatically, real quick, like. <laughs> and, and not many places in, the, in, in, in Paul's writing where he's casting out demons and doing all this thing. He's just preaching the gospel. He was attacked. Brutally attacked. You can look at that in in First Corinthians eleven and 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 see what Paul was going through. I think eleven or twelve, somewhere in that neighborhood, and, and you can see what he was going through. Matter of fact, is yeah, it's in eleven. I, I, uh, no, no, no. Excuse me. I believe it's in twelve. Uh huh. Well, you you'll find you you'll find it. Uh, so I want to say this to you as, as I was thinking of this lesson that came up in my spirit that came up in the scripture kind of came up. So what do we do? We we're in a battle. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. And I'm going to go into my my, my study here in Ephesians chapter six and verse twelve. But before I do that, I, I, want, I want to say to you that what you have to do in this walk with Christ, you have to be so into Jesus that the demonic demons won't, can't touch you. In other words, they can afflict you. And they will afflict you and persecute you. Don't you believe that everything is going to be a sunshiny day? Like some folk would tell you that 
uh, all this wealth and all this material stuff is yours and you can just name it and claim it and, and do what you want to do with it and, and get everything that you want. That is not the gospel. And it did not happen to the apostles. It did not happen to any of the, 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 the teachers. Well, I'm going to look at Peter. You, you, you remember Peter, right? And, and James, and the brother of Jesus, and, you know, and Judas, the hand brother. So, and then we'll look at Apostle Paul, his writings, okay, to kind of get an understanding. I want to read here uh, James. See, I'm not in the Old Testament this, this time. Well, James chapter 4. I want to get on down there to chapter 7, but I like to start early on and kind of bring things down. That, that's how I read. Uh, where there's wars and fighting. <laughs> oh, yes, there's a war going on. And there's a war. and be, see, There's spirits. There's a war. Of God's, there's a it, it, it's out there. there. There's America and all these nations. There are gods over these nations. Huh? They, and now they they're out there and they're over these nations. They're not over the body of Christ. We're in this world, but we're not of the world. And if you're part of this world and you want to be part of the world system, you're gonna come under a demonic spirit that's in charge. But if you enter Jesus, enter God, God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah, that's your God. And if He's your God, there's another other a God can't possess you, maybe afflict you, but you, He can't touch. See, we may be cast down, but not destroyed. We we may be all these things could be happening to us, but we 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 are victorious in Christ Jesus. Let me see, uh, pull out a scripture here. If I can, yeah, we see a lot of things happen to us in this world. But but that's that's all right. God is for us. If God be for you, who can be against you? You might be cast down, but you're not destroyed. You might, he not, you're not going to be forsaken. Hmm? And you might be persecuted. But you're, you're victorious in the midst of it all. Paul went through, but Paul said, look here, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I finished my race. And there's a crown of righteous laid up for me, but not to me only, Timothy, but all those who love the Lord appearance. So that if, if that's all you're looking for is what you can get on this side, you miss the whole point. You won't be motivated to live a life that's pleasing in the sight of God because you want what you want now. Well, let me go back to where I was at here uh, in James. Where do wars and fighting come from among you? See, they, see, we don't fight against flesh and blood. Do they come from your desires or your pleasure, which is your lust, that war in your members. See, all that stuff that you want, that stuff is warring in your members to bring you into subjection. You got you want all the things of this world, 
and the material things of this world and all the pleasures of this world, those things war against you because there's a diabolical enemy that will present these things to you and have you believing that these things are coming from God. And they very well will get you off track and put your eyes and mind on the material things because it is very attracting. You lust and you do not have. You murder and, co and coveteth and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. See, you asking for the wrong thing. You ask and you do not receive because you ask the miss, myth that you may spend it on your pleasure, on your lust, that you may consume it on your lust. See, the, 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 the guys who are telling you to bring all that money in, they are being wealthy. And you doing it for the wrong reason. They getting, your, they getting the reward of your money and you get nothing. You get nothing. Adultery and fornication. Do you not know that the friendship of this world is an is enmity with God? See, these are spirits. This is a, a God of this world. Whomever therefore want to be a friend of the world, making himself an enemy to, of God. Do you want to be an enemy of God? You better not make yourself a friend of these gods that's in this world. Let me tell you something. It's not your truth. It's not your desire or what you think you should be. It's what God in his word says about the situation. Because the, the only thing that's going to stand in eternity is the word of God. Everything else is going down. Or do you think that the scripture say in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearn jealousy, but he giveth more grace, therefore he saith, God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. Therefore submit it. Now, how are you going to fight the devil? Huh? Because the weapons of warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the put down of strongholds. And not only that, it says here in first in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, guards, against power, guards, against the rulers of this world, guards, of, the, of darkness, guards, against the spirits, Host of wickedness, guards in heavenly places around the earth, suppressing the earth, not in heaven, around the earth. This is his domain. How can you fight against that? A supernatural power. You have to stay in Jesus. You have to stay in God. When it says this, how you how do I stay in God? Therefore, or because of what this situation, submit to God. Submit all your ways to God. Submit to God. When you submit to God, that's how you resist these devils and principalities and spiritual wickedness and rulers of darkness. By submitting to God, that's how you resist the devil. And when you do that, he flees from you. If you don't submit to God, you are not, the enemy will not flee from you. 
When Jesus dealt with them, they said, Lord, we know who you are. Do you come here to torment us before time? Bid us to go into these swines. When Jesus said, who are you? We are legion because we are many. And he said, let us go into these swines. Jesus gave them leave. Even the swines ran violently down into the sea and perished. See, a diab, a demon, need a body to occupy. Or he need a nation to control leaders. And that's what's happening in these countries. How do you think a person could kill six, 60 million babies from 1973 up until now and don't feel no, no remorse? How can you believe that someone could authorize and allow same-sex marriage in a nation and, and say they are Christian, they love God, and you're not doing what God has said it. And you're trying to twist the scriptures to your, to your destruction. You can't. Uh, but but the, what you don't worry about the nation because the nation have fallen and can't get up. Individuals must submit themselves to God. That's how you resist the devil and he flees from you. You draw nigh to God. And then God draws nigh to you. If you don't submit yourself to God and draw nigh to God, God don't draw nigh to you. What is it? To you. Now for cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Huh? Well, let, let, well let, let's see what, what, now that's James. Let's see what Peter says. Let me see what I want us to, in the fifth chapter of Peter. First Peter. Let me go. Oh, oh my God, my God. I have to read the first chapter, first chapter, the first uh, verse of chapter five, and, and then I'll go down to verse nine. I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's just un unbelievable. The elders who are among you, I exalt. I, who am a follower, or follow elder. That's what James, that's what Peter was saying. I'm a fellow elder. And I'm a witness of the suffering of Christ. And also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed in Christ. See, they, Peter suffered with Christ. When you look at the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse, chapter 4 and chapter 5, they rejoiced because they were being persecuted for the sake of the Christ, for, of the Messiah. And they rejoiced and laughed and worshipped that they was partakers of his suffering. See, folk don't want to suffer. They want everything on a civil planet. Well, let's go a little further. Shepherd. Shepherds out there, you better pay attention because you're going to be held accountable for what you have said to your flock. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseer, not as compulsive, but willingly. In other words, 
You do it willingly, not for greed. It says, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not for money, not for riches. That's a different God. That's the God of this world. That's the God of greed. That's the God of spirits who grieve, who want to catch, get hope to folks money and get hope to things that's, that they can bring folk into bondage. Nor as being Lord, don't you try to lord over God's people. Those entrusted to you. But being an example. Are you an example of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to the flock? And when the chief shepherd, see there's going to be, oh my God, the chief shepherd will appear. And he's going to examine what you've done. And the motive that is behind what you've been doing. You will receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. See, your money going to fade away. We ought to pursue the things of God that will not fade away. Not what we see in with our five senses, but what we see, do not see. Because what you see with your five senses is temporal, but what you don't see by faith is eternal. Well, let's move forward. Likewise, you young people, submit yourself to the elders. Yes, all of you. Be submissive to one another and be clothed in humility. For God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him for he cared for you. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, that's that these guards, these Baals and these Astros and these uh, gods out there. Mo Molech. Yo, uh, uh, because he's an adversary. The devil walketh around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Seize upon. Resist him. Steadfast. What? In the faith. Knowing that the same suffering and experience by your brethren in the world. See, even in the midst of suffering, everything is okay. Everything's going to be fine. Oh yes, everything's going to be fine. Jesus spoke to him in, I want you to look at uh, St. Matthew chapter 23. Jesus was talking to some, uh, they was, they, they might as well have been devils themselves because they was being used of the devil. Even though there was people, but there were spirits. Even though there's people out there that coming against us and coming against the church and it's going to happen even greater as time pass. Things happen and we think we're fighting against these people and they think they're fighting against us, but it's a spirit. And Jesus used words like this. There was hypocrites, child of the devil, blind guides, fools, extortioners. 
white sepulchers, unclean, full of iniquity, serpents, generation of vipers, murderers. Why? Why was that? Because there was a spirit, a diabolical spirit. And there was a great apostasy falling away from the word of God, falling away. Stop serving God. And start serving and falling behind Baal and, uh, and these other gods. Let me tell you something. If God is not occupying your life, there's a demonic demon in control. I don't care how good you are, how good you look, how much money you have. If Jesus Christ, the Bible says, though, greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. That means if he's not in you, there is a snother spirit that's controlling your action. You may be a good person, but if you don't have Jesus in your life by way of the Holy Spirit, there's another God occupying your house. Well, when you look at Hebrews chapter 12 and 1 and 2, uh, just get over and look at that, Jack. Therefore, we also, since we have a surpassing great, by great cloud of witnesses. These witnesses we have is, was a little dark. They, they, they couldn't see good, but they could see enough to give us a good example. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin. You better lay it aside Every weight and every sin which is so easily entrapped us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We can't run with weight. Folk one today, they have real shorts on. They have good track shoes. They don't have a bunch of weight on them. You can't run with weight. You can't run with sin. You can't fight the good fight of faith with sin in your life. I'm not talking about, a, I'm saying habitual practicing sin. You doing it. Just doing it. You're living in cohabitation. You're constantly lying. You're constantly cheating. See, there's some things that I'm not, because we all have sinned and felt short of the glory of God. But I'm talking about someone that's, that's just what, that's who, that's, they just do it. Why? Because you're a sinner. Those who have accepted Christ, grace, we walk in grace. We're in the grace of God. If you don't have Christ, you're not walking in this grace. Now, if you say you're walking in Christ and you live in any kind of way, you need to examine that. Do you really believe in God? Do you really believe in the Messiah? Or do you think he's far away that he don't see what's happening? But you're doing stuff. Oh, no, you can, you, you, you're not going to be able to do that. Anyway, back to you. Looking unto Jesus... The author. He's the finisher. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the alpha and the mega. The first and the last. Looking unto Jesus. You got to look. Come on now. Let's look unto Jesus. Do we look unto him on Sunday? On Saturday? Or do we look on him all the time? Ask yourself that. Do you look on him all the time? If not, do that, okay? Look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our 
faith. Now, that word hour is in italicized, so it's added for clarification. So, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Not our, just our faith. Because he God have dealt to every man the measure of faith. Faith. See, we got faith. You can't please God. If you have faith, you must trust and rely on him. You have to do what the scripture, like he said, look here. That who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, continually looking unto him. What did Jesus do? He trusted in God. He submitted his will to God. He prayed. He overcame temptation, suffering, endured, was loyal to the Father. Are we loyal? We can't be hot between two opinions. Are we trusting in God? Do we really believe in God? Or do we, are we just in a, are just, we just in a format? We, we're just saying stuff with our mind, uh, our mouth, but our heart is on something else. That's just like when you go to church, you sit there in the church and the preacher is preaching. I mean, he's preaching or she is preaching the heart out. But you're thinking about your mind is somewhere else. You're thinking about something else. See, no one can read your mind but you. But there are people out there who can see, can discern what's, what's going on with you. Well, God know. He know the heart. See, the, the, even the word is the, is the discerner of the heart, the intents of, the, of, the, of, of our heart. Well, Paul writes to Timothy, very important words, Timothy, write to Timothy on the last book. He said, now, uh, I'm going to read this again over in Paul writing in uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. For I'll wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against power, against the rulers of darkness, Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And let me read the next one. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. Wherein you once walked. Yes, see, we live once, didn't we? We all live like anything else. You know, I'm telling you, we we done it all. According to the course of this world. Yes, we did. We did it. At the course of this world, the course of the gods of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, spirit of wickedness in high places around this earth, the spirits that is now working in the children of disobedience. You all obey God's word. You do what you do, your own truth, your own reality, your own word, world, and you serve your own God. Among whom you also once lived in the lust of our flesh. Yes, we did. Doing according to the desires of your flesh and your mind. And were by nature children of wrath. 
even as the rest. But I'm so glad. But God. Let me let me let me pull that up. I have my notes here, but let me pull that up just a little bit. Pull that up a little bit. Okay. I mean, verse, verse number three. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. This is it, verse four. But God. Somebody say, but God. Yes, we was in that situation. But God. That's a good word there, y'all. But God. Who is rich in mercy. Because his great love with which he had loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses. Made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And have raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places. Let me tell you something. But God. Yes, we was in that situation. But God. In Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, I feel goosebumps on my body here. That was so good to me. I was like that. Had no hope in the world. Cursing and doing what I thought I wanted to do. But when the fullness of time come, God sent his son, made of a woman, made in the law, to redeem them that was under the law. And someone said to Jackie, if you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sin, and you are left behind after the rapture of the church, you're going to go through what I have been stalking. I find myself at the altar of God, weeping and crying. Repentance before God. On the 29th, on the 27th of October, 1977, I became a new creature in Christ. And I have not looked back. Have I lived perfect? No, I have not. Have I just practiced sin because at times maybe has. But I'm so glad. Today is the day of salvation. It's right in not, not, not what I did yesterday, but it's right now. I want you to be right today. Not tomorrow. Not what you did yesterday. Get right now. Accept Jesus Christ. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ now. Accept him in your heart now. Repent of your sins now. Because all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. There's not a right, one righteous. Not a one. Whoo, my, my, my. That's, that's, that's just great word. But look at here. This is the situation. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. And even if our gospel be hid or veiled... It is hid to them that are perishing. So if you don't hear the gospel, you are perishing and you will surely die. And even if our gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are perished, whom the God, see there's a God. There's a God out there that got us, that got you, that's trying to overpower us, whom the God of this world have blinded their minds 
got to people thinking that they are something other than what they are. What they was born to be, they feel like they're something else. They got everything going on because their minds are bored of God's judgment. They have been turned over, perhaps, to a reprobated mind. But I pray, God, that the Spirit of God penetrates your heart, penetrates your mind tonight, and you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He said here that of the unbelieving, that the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine upon them. He said in 2 Corinthians 11 and 3, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent, that diabolical devil, had beguiled and deceived Eve with his craftiness or subtlety, your mind should be corrupt from the simplicity. It's simple. The gospel is simple. It's not complicated. And the purity that is in Christ. And the 11th, the 13th verse. For such men are false apostles. Deceitful workers. Fashioned themselves as apostles of Christ. Do not marvel even Satan fashioned himself as an angel of light. It is no good, no good, good thing, no no great thing that therefore his ministers is also fashioning themselves as ministers of righteousness, whom ends shall be according to their works. Let me tell you something. Not only preachers, false apostles in the church, but there's false people in government. There's false people in the Supreme Court. There's false people out there telling people something that's not right. Lying to people under the, uh, in the, under the diabolical devil influence. And telling people in the, in the schools, telling kids they are doing this is okay and that is okay. And they, so, so it's not only happening to false apostles and false uh, uh, prophets. These people out there in the world, they are prophets. They are apostles because they are sent by a diabolical devil. Let me tell you something. If God has prophets and apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists, the devil have them also. And they're not necessarily in the church preaching a, a wrong doctrine, which they are some occult, but they're out there. Administration. A stroke of a pen. Say it's okay to kill babies. The stroke of a pen. Say it's okay to do this. Are they of God? You ask, that, you ask yourself that question. Are they really? You, what do you think? You can kill 60 million unborn babies. I would dare you to kill a dog. I dare you to kill a puppy. And you'll be put in jail for animal cruelty. And you will go to jail for at least five years. But if you kill a child, you are celebrated. What world are we in? 
But the politics, those guys who are in charge. But that's the world. God is our judge. And he's going to see us through. John chapter 4. I'm assuming chapter 8 and verse 44. You are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And standeth not in the truth. Because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar. And the father thereof. So if you have people just lying. And saying what a liar has said, they are of their father, the devil. Why do you follow them? Why do you believe them? Why do you watch their programs? If they are liar and they're lying, they're going to lie to you and tell you things that's not right. Okay? I talked to you before about greed. Gods. Paul talks about it in 2 Timothy 2 and 2. And he said this. And the things which thou have heard. And from me among you as eyewitness. You want to hear a gospel? Read the gospel. Read the epistles of Paul. Not what the preachers are saying. If they're saying something other than what the Bible declares. And not what the, the politician is saying, but what the Bible declares. The same submits to faithful brethren, faithful men who love their Lord. Who shall be able to teach others suffer hardness. Let me tell you something, believers. We got to gird up our loins because there's going to be a time in America when the gospel was going to be shut down. Uh, suffer hardness with me. Paul writing to Timothy as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier serve entangle entangle himself with the affairs of this world that he may please him who enroll him who call him will in the armies of the Lord as a soldier. And if also a man content, contend in a game, he is crowned except he contends lawfully. And that is according to the rules of God. Not the rules of man, not the rules of the Supreme Court, but the rules of God. Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. I, matter of fact, I said that before. I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished my course. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 5. Wrangling men corrupt mind. And before all truth. In other words, they don't want to hear the truth. Suppose that this is their truth. Supposing that godliness is a way of gain. 
other words, you can be saved and serve the Lord and you're going to get all this. That's a lie. That's not the truth. A money-making business. A means of livelihood. But godliness with contentment is great gain, great profit. For we brought nothing into the world, for neither can we carry anything out of the world. And if we have food and covering or clothes, we shall therefore be content. But they that minds, but they that are mine to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and a foolish and hurtful loss such as drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil which some reached after being led astray from the faith because your mind is on money that's your God, materialistic. That's your bail, your God. And have pierced himself through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God. Okay, the man of God, Paul. But man, man of God, if you're a man of God, don't be caught up with the money. Don't be caught up with the money. He said, look at here, but thou, O man of God, flee these things, what I just talked to you about, what I just said, flee these things and follow after righteousness. That means it's not righteous if you pursue those other things. What you pursue? Godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight the good fight of faith. Fight to, because you had to fight not to love money. And the best way to not love is give it away. Not give it, you got folk all the way around you. Let me tell you something. There are people that will go to church with a tide in their hand. And they'll pass by a homeless person on the street and will not think twice about that person and their needs. But they'll take that money to the church and put it in the church basket and will not help not one homeless person. Not one person. You'll judge them. Oh, that person said I'm hungry. Uh, he, he dead lying. They want it on. Who gave you the authority to judge like that? God loved the needy. He loved the widows. He loved the poor. Do you love the poor more than getting the appraise and getting your financial record from your church on the end of the year and all of a sudden you done gave in $5,000 and you look at that and say, Ooh, I done gave $5,000 and your brother, somebody on the street, angel unaware, you pass by and not give them a dime. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Huh? Hold on to eternal life. Whereunto thou art had was called and didst confess a good confession in the sight of many witnesses. <laughs> Woo! Boy, I tell you, I tell you. Let me tell you something. 
I came to the conclusion my heart is Valley Rescue Mission, Salvation Army. Let me tell you something. I grew up very poor. We would come home from school with a pair of brogan shoes on. Mama would buy the brogan shoes on the first of the year of school and blue jeans and a plaid shirt. And when we came home from school, we would pull off those brogan shoes, those blue jeans and plaid shirts, and put on something that you were, that unbelievable. That what we would put on, and we didn't wear shoes in the summertime. We went back. We went barefooted all summer, and then go to the cotton field and pick cotton. So I grew up very poor. The Salvation Army would give my mom's food on Thanksgiving, 